0: To me, I think this has highlighted the, I don't know if the word is importance or the value of being able to craft a good cup of coffee at
1: home. Welcome to the Coffee Snobs Podcast where we just really love good coffee.
0: Grab your cup of coffee and join us each episode as we explore any and everything coffee related. From pour-overs, to lattes, to the coffee experience, we explore it all. Because, well, life's too short to drink bad coffee. Let's go. Welcome back to another episode of the Coffee Snobs Podcast. It's me, Tyler, and joined, as always,
1: by my friend, Mr. Aaron Beaver. Hello, hello. How are you today? Oh, man, I am well. I am well. The uh, stay-at-home order has been treating me nice. What about you?
0: Oh. Well, I don't know if I would say nice, but we've been making it. Um, I am kind of a big deal. I'm an essential employee. No, I work at a hospital, so obviously we are still up and running. Um, yeah, same here. We're
1: we're, we're essential. Uh, the company that I work for is essential as well. So life... Um, for a lot of people, it's changed drastically, but for me, uh, it's it's pretty much life as normal. Yeah. I know that's well. You kind live of in awkward. your own
0: little you live in your own little world, yeah, so you, you know that's, that's good to live in your own little bubble, boy. All right, well, the world's kind of on his head right now, but some things never change. So, Aaron, what is in your cup?
1: Currently, now our situation, you know, is crazy, and um, I've been doing my best to try to go to local roasters and get bags of beans. And so, my what's in my cup has been—I've um, had three different, uh, three different coffees from th- three different places. Enderly have been able to pick up uh, a five-pound bag from them a few oh. weeks ago um, for us at work because, my God, we're going through a crazy amount of coffee. We'll talk about that a little later. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I was able to pick up, you know, their Ethiopian is always my favorite, so that's at home. Then I was able to travel over to Groundwork because they're doing a curbside service. They're a local coffee um, mm-hmm. Shop in our area and uh, wanted to s- stop in and talk with Gabe and you see how life was doing, how business was doing. And, and uh, you know, it, I mean, it's hitting, hitting everybody hard, but they were, uh, he was super positive and, and they had Hatchet, um, another Ethiopian um, uh, bag there. And so I picked Good. up a bag and took it home. And so currently at this moment, uh, Hatchet is in my cup and man, wow. I am enjoying it
0: funny story here it was actually also in my cup briefly because uh, what about a couple days ago a week ago the power went out and this is how you know you have a problem because literally my wife and i's first thought it went out at like five in the morning and our first thoughts were oh crap we're not going to be able to make coffee today <laughs> and um my well, good you, friend aaron yeah. came through in the clutch because for some reason the side of town that you live on never ever seems to lose power
1: never loses so
0: power. My boy came through, even though he probably cross-contaminated me, he drove across town and set off a nice pot of French press Uh brewed hatchet that me and my wife were able to enjoy. And I I really enjoyed it. It was like a medium roast, and I, I really enjoyed it in the French press method that I had it.
1: Yeah, you you know, you you really do have a problem. And I think the title for the Coffee Snobs, it it took us a while, but it, it is true. Like, here's the crazy part. So you sent us a text saying, hey, are you out of power? My wife said, they're out of power. Aaron, they're not going to be able to have coffee. (laughs) And so my wife is the one who actually suggested. So I wrapped my French press in aluminum uh, aluminum foil to make sure that the heat would stay in. Mm -hmm. I I knew how long uh, the brew time would be. So literally, I put a stopwatch on my phone, and I don't know how long it sat on your counter, but when Tyler got it, it should have been very, very close to accurate brewing... um, what I think is a good brewing um, time yeah. uh, for the French press. But, yeah, that's uh, that was what. <laughs> but, Tyler, back into asking you, uh, what is in your cup?
0: What's in my cup? Um, well, other than that delicious hatchet, um, I have been trying the same as you to support local-ish roasters. Um, I ordered some more coffee from black and white, which is out of Raleigh, but hey, we're still trying to support local NC guys. That's right. And um, I had a coffee that really hopefully will spur future episode topics. I, it was called The Future. It is a, a blend, a Colombian and a Peru medium roast that is actually an anaerobic process, which we might've briefly talked about like on a very early episode, but anyway, The tasting notes are juicy, tropical, and complex, and in having this coffee, I started researching and finding out that anaerobic coffees are really popular at barista competitions locally, and it's kind of a way that you can get better coffee yields out of beans that typically don't score high at competitions, so not to get too far into that, we'll talk about that on a future topic, but I tried this blend called The Future, and it was really good. However, I'll say I tried it in pour-overs, and it was a really good medium roast. I could taste you know, some of the tropical and fruity notes, but it wasn't quite as good as I expected it uh, when I tried it as an espresso. It was still good, but I, I preferred it in the uh, pour-over method.
1: Yeah, so this last descriptor, the last note, that complex, there are a lot more coffee companies using this uh, note um, because of the change that the coffee does once it starts to cool down. And I think for a long time, that was kind of a, I don't want to say it was a turnoff for me because I that first sip would be really good. And by the time mm-hmm. the cup ended, it tasted differently. Yep. I've started to get into really enjoying that to where once it goes through its cooling process, it either mellows out or it just drastically t- changes the profile.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: um, man, I I don't know if you have any of these beans left, but we're gonna have to get some. I don't I don't I didn't get to partake in this, did I? I don't think you did. I think no. Uh, that was when your wife had the <laughs> on the granola kick, and y'all didn't have any baggies.
0: We don't have any plastic bag. Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, speaking of, like, you're talking about the tasting notes as it cools, I think if uh, I'm remembering correctly, Aaron Moxley talked about uh, that on the episode where you guys had a yeah you did conversation. That's something that, you know, we're going to look at a little bit further in a future episode and maybe dive into more of this anaerobic process.
1: Yeah, so we'll unpack that a little later, but Tyler, let's get into today's topic.
0: Well, I guess we'll call today's topic a hybrid. Um Obviously, we're going to say coffee in crazy times and how our consumption has kind of changed. But one more thing I wanted to talk about for a little bit is in that same order I made from black and white, I was able to get um, they have instant coffee. And we just recently did an episode on steeped coffee, which we talked about a good bit as far as you steep it kind of like a tea. Um, And it's a really good option for perhaps traveling because it can be on the more expensive side. But I was able to get this instant coffee from Black and White, and it was actually uh, a Geisha variety, and it was like six six packs for twelve bucks. So again, not super cheap, but just wanted to kind of try it out, and I did share that with you. So, yes. um, what was your thoughts on this instant coffee that we tried from Black and White?
1: Well, let let's call let's break down instant coffee because the steeping coffee versus versus um, instant coffee you could it comes in very similar packaging so you may mm-hmm. consider yep. it being the same and it, and it's really not and a lot of the Absolutely. instant coffee gets a bad reputation because of instant coffee is what our grandparents freeze dried stuff it's it, yeah it, like the
0: senka or whatever right. that nasty and so, stuff is
1: so when i first get this i honestly thought a lot about like instant coffee just it, it kind of had a negative um initial thought uh into it And so, you know, the way that the freeze-dried coffee is, is the way they do it, it's supposed to have a long shelf life. It's Mm -hmm. supposed to be something that all you need is hot water and there's very little, you just got to get the ratio right and it should, you know, give you a good cup of coffee or a, let's say this, it'll give you a cup of coffee.
0: Yeah, it's more, again, like we talked about with steeped coffee, Uh, You put it in a bag and you literally steep it for three to five minutes, like much in the same way of a tea. But this instant coffee is a finer grind. And when you add the hot water, it actually dissolves into a cup of coffee with no residual, essentially.
1: Yeah, so it it fully dissolves. And so that is when I first uh, when I first got it, I put it. I looked at the back of the bag and it gives you kind of instructions of how to do kind of the best cup. And so anytime that we get a new coffee process, um we try to look at what is the standard that they tell you to do. And then I think then you can start to craft your approach. I don't know if you could take 6 coffee instant coffee packs and kind of perfect it in just 6. So I would you probably need a little bit more. I only had one. So I followed the rules that were on the back of the bag and um, my water um, I had it uh I think I had it like 195. That's been what's kind of sticking on my on my uh kettle right now. Mm-hmm. Um and uh did the process like they said and I have to say, I mean what were your thoughts? Was it It wasn't it wasn't bad. Like Yeah. It, I thought it was better than the steeped. Really? Honestly? Interesting. Um, I, I didn't like the steeped. But huh. this, this was, and I figured that there would be some type of sludge in the bottom or some type of, um, you know, uh, residual, right from the bottom. And there wasn't, um, it, it, uh, I know what, what were your thoughts on it, Tyler?
0: Well, I mean, maybe I'm just a simple man, but I think there's not much you can do to, to change the taste of it. Like literally it says, each pouch makes eight ounces of coffee. So I literally just boiled my water in my kettle I always use, and I added eight ounces of water, and that that was it. Obviously, you could do more or less to make it slightly weaker or stronger, I guess. But this this is weird to say because it was a geisha variety that I've actually sampled from black and white a couple weeks ago, a month or two ago, because one of our kind listeners sent this in to me. And I really enjoyed that coffee in the various brew methods that I tried it. When I made this in a couple different cups, the instant variety, however, to me it was odd because I could taste the flavor that I was supposed to, the, the Mikaba Geisha, but I experienced somewhat of an, an artificial, I don't know how that's really to describe it, an artificial taste. So it was like I had a blend of, Coffee that was supposed to be very good, but it almost had like a, a processed or an, an aftertaste, if that makes sense. So it wasn't terrible by any means, but it wasn't. I would, pre- unlike you, I preferred steeped to the instant that I tried. So,
1: yeah. So this would be very interesting on, on Black and White's website. They don't talk about what um, instant process they're using to get it. Mm-hmm. So you have freeze dried. Which is pretty explanatory of how you yeah. do it, and then um, spray dried. It, you're removing all of the uh, all of the fluid, all of the water content from these granular um, uh, coffee grinds, to so that it will not uh, degrade or or change its flavor over time. So it's, it's very interesting. Uh, the two processes, um, if you yeah. look up instant coffee and you look at how the way that it's done, the freeze-dried uses a vacuum process. So it's very interesting. I mean, I know, yeah. I know black and white is, uh, from what I understand and what I've read, and they have top-notch coffee roasting process. They have a very high level of standard um, when they're roasting their bean. So mm-hmm. I... I think if they're going to do instant coffee, they're going to do it, you know, to a a level that is a lot better than Senka or whatever, Folgers, you know, whatever. So it wasn't bad. Um, Would I buy it? No. Um, Would I buy a bunch of it? No. Would I take it on a trip? I mean, maybe I buy a pack and put it in my travel bag, you know, so that way I always have it because, you know, it it won't go bad. Maybe that's an option.
0: Yeah, I would say, like, again, it's it's different than the steep because the steeped is meant to be used in a relatively short time. Yeah. And this, again, wasn't my favorite, but it was convenient. And again, the downside, I would say, is that it tends to be on the expensive side. But like you said, you could buy a box of this and leave it in your travel bag for several months and right. it would be fine. So anyway, it's, it was something new. We just wanted to try something new and... Kudos to Black and White for offering an instant. I'm not really sure of any other roasters, at least in the local area, that offer anything like this. Most of them, if they have a a quick option, it is the steeped method which we discussed at length on a previous episode.
1: Yeah, so Tyler, let's get into uh, the next topic is coffee consumption. How has coffee. your coffee consumption been uh, in this stay-at-home order uh, in this season that we're in? I
0: would say it's been increased mainly. Uh, the varieties haven't changed. I mean, still doing uh, manual brew processes and a fair amount of espresso like, like normal. But um, as my wife and I have been at home more, especially on what used to be considered maybe an off day and we're having to stay home and do the school thing with our kids, we're probably drinking more coffee than we were initially. And I guess this might sound like a... A bad thing to say, but we're actually saving money because we're not able to travel out as much. Um, again, trying to visit local shops occasionally, but I have not been to uh, groundwork, for instance, near as often as I used to go. So uh, maybe it's been nice on the pocketbook, but um what about you guys at, at home oh and God, at dude. work?
1: Well, at home, we're going through a lot more coffee. Two weeks ago, I had three One pound bags, and um, now I now I have just a little bit of hatchet left. So we're 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 moving through uh, coffee quite a bit still at work. This is crazy at work. We're going through a ridiculous amount. I think we're going through like five pounds of coffee at work in six days. We hit five pounds of coffee in five days. I think two weeks ago. A pound a day. A pound a day. That's quite a bit. How many yeah, employees
0: so, are you guys um, are drinking out of that normally?
1: Um, I don't think every employee, but we have 39, two of them are, at, uh, I think multiple of them are observing the stay-at-home order um, because of um, issues that they have. Uh, so I would say probably we have 30 people drinking coffee. Um, the The coffee methods that we have are... Um, espresso machine. We have a, a, a Wega Nova Mini, um, which is our uh, office machine. Um, and then we have all of the manual brew processes. And so we have quite a bit of people do pour overs, but most everybody, we've got two grinders set up. So you just put the portafilter filter in, pack it. So that's about 19 to 21 grams. I think, I think I've got the machine set to 21 grams because we have a larger basket so 21 grams of coffee and so i think we we notated out i think it's like 40 espresso pulls a day that are oh, happening wow. so it's i mean dude and that's yeah it's it's crazy so it's a lot
0: i guess you could say we've we've all had increased coffee consumption so the yeah. bottom line is coffee is essential <laughs> In this crazy time, coffee is absolutely essential.
1: We had a a uh, a service company that came and just stopped by to get a cup of coffee. Like, oh wow! Yeah, they were like, they're really hey.
0: observing those social distancing rules. <laughs> well, they, well, they were like,
1: yeah, they were like, hey. Was it a contactless uh, handoff or something like that? Uh Well, I mean, we're, dude, we're we're yeah. a very sanitary company. I mean, we, you know. We give you a spritz of hand sanitizer hand sanitizer in your cup. You know.
0: <laughs> Maybe that's what I had tasted in that instant <laughs> coffee from black and white. My wife was trying to uh, make sure that I was good and clean. <laughs> yeah, she was.
1: That bleach, it really does some stuff to your gut. Mm. Mm, the, Great aftertaste. That, but no, the, I mean, seriously, the coffee consumption has gone up exponential yeah. for us. And um,
0: I'll say this. Um, to me, I think this is highlighted – the, I don't know if the word is importance or the value of being able to craft a good cup of coffee at home. Because for instance, there's a Starbucks at the hospital that I work at, but guess what? It's been closed for like four weeks. So a lot of people who normally come into work and get Starbucks are kind of walking around, you know, zombified. But it hasn't really affected me because again, I'm used to making all this coffee at home. And I would dare say most of our listeners probably have some good setups at home. But maybe this is... Brought to attention, hey, maybe I need to know how to make coffee at home because I'm not able to go out and get it as e as easily. Or, for instance, whenever we've had to make runs to the grocery store rather than buying a bag or two of the Aldi's yellow coffee, which you love so much, we bought like I bought four bags because I didn't want to have to keep going back to the store. Yeah. So I bought more at one time.
1: That has been that has been the one thing that um if I would not have worked for an essential company and, I, you know, a lot of the coffee companies in Charlotte, they're doing their best to still service the home baristas because they know that that's, you know... Absolutely. They know that's really their only uh, play at this moment because, you know, parishioners either have to do curbside service or Mm -hmm. um, or they can distribute beans. So, you know, I think that that is... That is uh, a play that we were, you know, have been bent like, have been prepared for because we, we, as much as we love the local coffee shops, which we do, I mean, seriously, like, for I sure, don't, I don't think I would be at this level in the coffee game if I didn't have some great coffee shops that were encouraging me and talking me through, um, through this. I mean, I remember running into Zach Stamey, he's now at Hex. Um, who's uh, who's done some of the competitions. He was at uh, not just coffee, but his level of of coffee, like, knowledge kind of gave me another push to kind of keep digging. And so, I, I dude, every time I'm near one of those places, I'm going to stop and get a, co- a cup of coffee. But it's just kind yeah. of good to know how to make a good cup. And, Absolutely.
0: Uh, and again, like we talked about a little bit uh, last episode, never underestimate the importance of your local coffee shops and utilize them as much as possible so they stay in business. But again, during this time, be it curbside service or, you know, running in quickly and getting a cup and, and leaving, one thing that really is missing from your local coffee shops, you're not able to socialize. And that's a big aspect of obviously coffee culture. But one thing I would encourage everyone to do if you're not already doing, if and when you visit your local roaster or coffee shop, be sure to throw a nice big tip to your barista because these guys are, you know, working very hard to make you yeah. coffee and it's just really affecting them probably more so than than other employees. Yeah,
1: no, I mean, you're 100% correct. I, there are, we, we follow quite a bit of coffee um, shops and, uh, man, some of them are being hit crazy hard. Absolutely. Um, they're... One of the things that I've really enjoyed is some of these shops are offering their syrups and offering milk... The secret and sauce. They are. And like, you know, I, I guess if you would ask, they probably would, but now it's, an, now it's another source of revenue. And, you know, where they wouldn't be making it, now they're making it. And I even saw was it not just coffee that did a i think they did an Instagram live or actually posted a video of you could get their syrup and they walked you through how to make um, uh, one of their beverages and so yeah. you could have the odd, you could you could go get the milk that they used you could go get the syrup that they used and then you could make this cup of coffee and the, and uh, the bean that they use is counterculture and so in theory mm-hmm. they gave you all of the ingredients to make it and um, I think yeah, that's a good thing.
0: Yeah, again, knowledge is power. And I, I I was impressed. I think it was not just they had several videos of of their baristas at home making coffee and showing you how to make coffee. And the sad truth is, a lot of people that probably frequent coffee shops uh, spend lots of money because they don't know how to make it at home or they don't choose to make it at home. So. A little knowledge goes a long way, but um, yeah. and Also, just while I'm thinking about that, uh, not just has set up a Venmo for the not just baristas, and if you feel inclined, um, you can leave a virtual tip, and they're taking all the all the money from that Venmo account and trying to help their employees in this you know difficult time. So, again, I would encourage everybody to be a good human being, uh, tip your baristas, tip your cashiers. So. Aaron, uh what are we going to be talking about on a few upcoming episodes?
1: Oh dude, we got some good we got some good stuff. Uh we're talking about a new brewing method that we have not that neither one of us have tackled yet.
0: I'm kind of embarrassed to say that yeah, we haven't We've gone not done much it. into. Yeah. No. So that's a future um, that,
1: episode. Um I hear uh well, I don't hear. I know. Uh somebody <laughs> got co- some coffees. Oh. And we're going to be talking about these new coffees that I got. Super excited! You've not tasted them yet.
0: No, not yet. Looking um, forward to that.
1: Yeah, uh, we're going to talk
0: about anaerobic process. Uh, yes, in we're more talking detail. about that. Uh,
1: then, we have a special guest that is coming on um, very soon from the Boston area, dude. It, like, we haven't posted an episode in a while, but man, we're sitting on gold over here. So we make are. sure you get, make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you. Um, leave us a comment. Let us know what you're enjoying and uh, let us know how you're drinking coffee in this season. Just go and drop us a little note. Little Do us a little ditty.
0: little ditty, ditty, Well, absolutely. Real quick, uh, just a reminder, uh, reach out to us on social media, Coffee Snobs Podcast on Instagram and the Twitter. Uh, Aaron, where can they reach you on social
1: media? Uh, I'm on the gram. Uh, that's the Instagram under Aaron Beaver, A-A-R-O-N-B-E-A-V-E-R. And what about you, Tyler? Uh, Ty Dancy T-Y
0: D-A-N-C-Y On the gram So from all of us here On the Coffee Snobs Stay safe Wash your hands Tip your baristas Drink good coffee And for Aaron This is Tyler We will see you On the next show Adios Adios